Hello everyone and welcome to the Cathedral of Sport podcast and tonight ladies and gents it's another guest interview from the world of sport and I'm delighted to announce we have on the show tonight Surrey Scorchers basketball star Lavelle Cook. Lavelle how's life been treating you lately? Uh, life is great man. Um, out here in London in Surrey life is good. Oh, good stuff good stuff. Surrey's a lovely part of the world. Um, I grew up near there. I went to school in Surrey as well. Right Lavelle Lavelle's kindly agreed to come on tonight to tell us about his basketball career. So, Lavelle, let's go all the way back to the very, very beginning. Where did you grow up as a child? How did you get into basketball? And who was your biggest inspiration for wanting to play pro, uh, pro basketball? Um, I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, I would say my basketball inspiration just came from um, nobody specific. Uh, after I got into the sport, uh, I've, I've Learned to like a couple of players, um, Penny Hardaway, Tracy McGrady. My cousin was a big basketball fan, which I kind of leaned on him to to get knowledge of the game. But but yeah, that's that's kind of my early inspirations. Yeah, uh, Penny Hardaway was one of my favorites growing up in uh, in the, in the early nineties, anyway, or mid nineties. Anyway, so you know, look, Lavelle, did you ever dream then? of being a pro basketball player? Was it always basketball? Did you ever want to do anything else career-wise when you finished high school? Um, By the time I finished high school, it was it was just full-throttle basketball, uh, 24-7, really. So that it, I was really kind of one-track-minded in that area, but um, I guess it worked out. <laughs> definitely. definitely. Uh, look, according to my research, you attended Warren Eastern Charter High School, I, I played basketball myself at high school. I played at high school level, which is nowhere near what it is in the States. Um, what I want to know, though, is how much more in-depth is the training and coaching in high school compared to the UK, where it was just pretty much just pass and move, practicing a few layups. <laughs> I don't even think we practiced free throws, you know. Um, I watched a, a Netflix documentary about the Chinley Wildcats high school team, and we had nothing compared to what they had. I mean, high school teams in the US seem to play in, bigger arenas and the BBL is it's a massive thing in the States, isn't it, Lavelle? Um, yeah, uh, I would say the difference between the US and the UK is uh people in the US definitely take take sports uh very seriously at an early age. And um <laughs> so like not only does like the kids that's participating in the sports take it seriously, also the parents and the coaches and the families take it seriously. So it's it's pretty intense really young. Yeah, I mean, I, watching that documentary on Chinley, Wildcats, like, their families were following them all the way around Arizona for away games. You're talking hundreds of miles, you know. <laughs> all the, all the, yeah. isn't it, the whole town that, or, they, um, or the reserve were, were, were following them around everywhere. And I was like, that's incredible, you know. We didn't even get no one come to watch us. In, in high school. There, was, <laughs> there was no one there. It was just it was maybe a couple of people from our class in school, but... You know, that no no one ever came to watch us. But at, at Chinley, you get like a couple of thousand people for big games. I was like, wow, the, the, the difference is so much compared to what we have here. Going to move on to going to move on to college, uh, your college career, Lavelle. I believe you attended three different colleges. Uh, what did you study outside of basketball? And what's a what was the highlight of your college career? Um, well, I I finished. Uh, um, I went to junior college which is actually a two-year college um, that I did. I studied business uh, before I went to the University of New Orleans. 
So, uh, yeah, I studied business throughout all four of my years in college. Oh, what's the what was the highlight of your college basketball career? Um, hmm, I would say the highlight of my college basketball career was definitely getting to travel. Um, just just being able to um move around and see a lot of things. Um, I haven't really uh growing up. I haven't really traveled um outside of basketball, so that allowed me to travel and see a lot of things. Um, I was conference player uh of the week i mean of the month for a couple of times so i had a little small accolades that that kind of highlight my my season throughout uh college well i still be big. is that was that part of the ncaa yeah yeah that's still big getting college player of the month and stuff like that because it's it's a huge uh tournament the ncaa so well done on that yeah. with, with moving on to it you know what? I've, what I read up on you anyway when I did my, did my research earlier. Now the NBA draft. Did you enter the NBA draft, or because it, it's a bit conflicting sometimes? It says players go undrafted, but sometimes they don't even enter the draft. They just they just choose to be free agents. So yeah. how, how did that come up? Did you enter the draft, or did you just choose to be a free agent and and travel? Um. Yeah. Uh, I I chose to be a free agent. Um. I know. Uh, once players graduate college and and it just go it just automatically says undrafted um or NA uh not applicable uh, not applicable but but yeah I just chose to be a free agent and um just see my way my options I ended up going to a few camps uh a few workouts and everything so it ended up it ended up pretty good yeah I mean I, I don't think they should they should do that and they put that on every player that says undrafted because if like a sort of casual fan read that, they'll think, oh, he, he's, he's tried to enter the NBA and fails, you know, but it's yeah. not like that. Some guys like choose to go abroad. One of them was, uh, I know I know he got drafted to the Lakers, but Patrick Beverly went to Russia and places like that to play their trade first and, and le- yeah. learn different cultures and ways of, of, of styles of play of, of different nations and stuff like that. And uh, it's actually quite admirable, admirable that players do that. So you decided to make the brave and big step to apply your trade elsewhere. You ended up in London as your first stop. How did you adapt to the culture here in the UK? Was it difficult or was it a really easy transition for you? Um, on the court or, or off the court? Off the court. Um, yeah. I, I, when I first got to London, it was a, it was like a 360. Um, even though we speak English, people were I, it was hard for me to understand people it was hard for people to understand me uh the weather was different you know in new orleans uh in the south it, it's hot uh, so the weather was different the food was different but it it that difference uh intrigued me so it's kind of like i like to see different cultures and experience different cultures and, and travel now so i was loving it when i first uh got out here i'm still loving it yeah, that's that's good to hear. And, it's, and the thing is, with London, um, it's such a such a spra- sprawling metropolis, so, so to speak. That there's there's just something for everyone, no matter what you're into, no matter what food you like, no matter what yeah. religion you are, or anything like that. You know, there's, there's something for everyone in London. Um, so you started off with the London Lions. Uh, how did you find the standard of the BBL, and how does it compare to the to the US college system? Um, I found that the BBL was uh, very competitive. Um, it was my first year, so it was kind of uh, out the gate for me. Uh, I, I just jumped in here first, um, and I just kind of just 
wanted to stay grounded and stick to to what I knew and fall back on my principles and just doing what I what I'm capable of doing as a basketball player. Yeah, um, definitely. So so yeah, the uh the BBL was 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 very good to me my my first year. Um I had a I had a I think I had a great first year uh in London and uh we ended up losing in the final to Newcastle, but uh I could say I've learned a lot uh from the league uh and basketball wise. So yeah, it was definitely a growing experience for me. Yeah, I mean did you did you enjoy your short time with the Lions? Yeah, you certainly had a decent spell. You averaged fifteen point two points, uh five point run five point one rebounds per game. Um but your next stop was Mexico and and Canada. Could you tell our listeners about about that? And why did you why did you leave London? Just for that? was it just a you wanted a little brief change, or was there always the the uh, ambition to come back to the UK? Um. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, they had it was a it was um some coaching changes that that happened, and it was just that summer after I left. Uh, it was just a miscommunication, really. It wasn't no, it wasn't anything like heartfelt or no hard feelings or anything. I still speak with Vince, his family, and the coaching staff. L, everybody over there is still lovely and still shows me a lot of love to this day. So uh, it was just, it was just something like uh, I kind of was trying to figure out my way. It was going into my sophomore year of basketball, so I kind of was just venturing out, really, and. Uh, that was the situation at hand, and then I ended up taking it. That's how I ended up um, going into South America. Your next stop after South America was was back here in the UK uh, to the Bristol Flyers, which is one of my favourite cities in the UK, uh, by the way. Um, tell our listeners how about your, your time there, and did did you did you uh, base yourself in London and and just commute out to Bristol to play there, or did you did you live in Bristol and get to you know, get to get a feel of the city, so to speak. Um, yeah, yeah, I did. I lived in Bristol. Um, so uh I definitely was was local around Bristol and um Bristol was good. It was it was like it was another step in my journey, another learning experience for the for the time I was there. So yeah. I just took it in stride. Yeah. I mean that's that's another up and coming franchise in the UK. They've got a a new, a, new, a new arena that's being built um, as part of a new complex at, near Bristol City Football Club. So they're probably ones to, one to watch for the future. I think they're going to be big in the future, the Bristol Flyers. Um, they, get, they get good support as well. They always sell, sell out main uh, most of their games anyway. Um, What's your favourite part about Bristol? I mean, it, to me, it's like, a, it's like a mini London with the, countries, yeah. with the countryside. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I would say uh, in Bristol, uh, it was it was definitely a uh, a warmth in Bristol, uh, whether it was around the arena or the fans. Like I was, I was very uh, welcomed when I got to Bristol, and it was it was a kind of a fresh start uh, coming back to the BBL. Yeah, Bristol's so Bristol's one of my favorite cities. I love the people there. One of my best friends, uh, Gav. Shout out to you, mate. <laughs> so he'll be listening to this when it goes out. He's from uh, he's from Bristol, so good place, good people. Next stop, Lavelle. And this is an, another another different one on your journey. It's a it's a very interesting journey, and um, you know I love to see. I like I like to see people travel and, and immerse themselves in different cultures and see the world. You went to Ecuador and Panama next. Um, you know, lots of traveling again. Again, was it how much of a big culture change was it? living in South America, and what was the standard of basketball like compared to the UK? 
Um, it was definitely a culture change. Uh, for one, um, the language. You know, um, I was in I was in Ecuador and I was in Toluca, Mexico, which is not like Mexico City, which is very you know Americanized. Um, I was somewhere where no one spoke English. Uh, my teammates, my coach didn't even speak English. <laughs> so, wow. So yeah, so it was it was it was definitely different. Um as far as as far as on the court, of course I had a translator, but as far as on the court compared to um the UK, I would say the uh the style of play is is, is very very up tempo. Like everything is running uh uh in Europe or the UK, uh you tend to have a lot of half court sets and they tend to slow the pace down. Yeah. In uh, South America is it's, it's very up tempo. It's just running gun every night. Wow. Um how how did you do there then? How did you why did you leave there? Did you think did you like sort of think oh the UK's now like my my home and you got got kind of homesick to come back to the UK? <laughs> um yeah, um I've I don't really know the exact reason uh, why I ended up leaving um, South America. Of course, I could have went to uh, other countries over in that area. But, yeah, like you said, uh, I feel like the BBL is kind of like it's, it's it's always somewhere where I would be comfortable playing at. The UK is somewhere where I would be comfortable playing at and um, just growing my brand and, and everything from the basketball side of it to off the court, um, you know. So when I talked to Creon and had the opportunity to come, you know, I was in. All right, that's what I'm going to move on to next um, for all our listeners. It's going to be my favourite part of the show, this because I'm actually sat here in my Surrey Scorchers T-shirt. That's right, folks. I am a Scorch. I am a Scorchers fan. So Lavelle, let's talk about the the present. You arrived at the sports park in December of last year and instantly became a fan favourite, averaging 19.3 points, 6.1 rebounds, 2.6 assists, and a big steal per game. I think Surrey's the right fit for you and the type of player that the Scorchers can build a franchise around, you know, but you've also got players like Skylar White, Teo, Raftopoulos, you know what I mean? It, it, there's a good solid base there now and, and to me, you are probably one of the star player on the team and our, for, our form towards the end of last season was decent. We could see a real good team that's starting to develop and that win over the Lions at the SSP was your was your best hour, I'd say, in a Scorchers jersey. Lavelle Clutch, you were known as in my household after that. But uh, <laughs> but what's the what's the goal this coming season for yourself and as a team? How far can you all grow, and how do you think you can? How far do you think you can go? Um. Well, like you like you just said, I think the number one goal is is to grow. Um. Just mentally and and basketball wise. Um. Well, I put in a lot of hours out here. I've, I've been out here, so um, it's just to grow, just to learn. Hopefully, uh, learn from from guys like Teo, learn from guys like Rashad that's coming in, and hopefully, uh, be there for them, vice versa, to where some of my experience could rub off on them, um, and honestly, win some silverware. Uh, we have a very talented group uh, this year, and I'm excited to see how everything will fit. Yeah, I mean, uh, the team definitely gelled better um, once you come along last season. That The results picked up and, you know, the, the buzz was back there again. Look, I mean, obviously all fans would be happy with silverware. You know, I think the playoffs would be would be good for, for Surrey Scorchers. I'd be happy with that as a fan. I mean, I don't, I'm not one of these guys that's like, oh, they, they best do this, you best get this, you best win this. And, you mm-hmm. know, so I just want to see 
you know, sort of a sort of get rich quick style and, you know, I'd rather see a team and a franchise build and grow like, like the Chicago Bulls did when Jordan came along and then they, they grew up yeah. over a good, over that decade. And then they just took yeah. over, you know, I'd love to see that at the Scorch as well, like a real good team build and all stay together. And so sort of people move in here, there and everywhere and right. guys stay together as a group. Right. So that's exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I'm listening. So that would be, that's, that's what I want as a fan. Anyway, that's what I like to see as well from a, from a personal perspective. So I think, I think it's going to be a good season this year. Anyway, I, I really do. I've got, I've got a lot of uh, positivity coming from, coming from me towards you guys. Anyway, um, have you got any advice out there to any potential basketball players who are thinking of stepping onto a court for the first time? Um, my advice to, to any uh, fresh basketball players out there is is it's just um, you got it with anything in life. Uh, if you're curious about it or if you want to do it, because, I mean, you have people, you have basketball fans that, that love to watch basketball, but they just don't play basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but any any players that's out there that want to play, you just got to get out there and do it. You got to have a love for the sport. You got to have a, a love to be competitive. You know what I mean? So it's just it's just to get out there and do it. Uh, people, a lot of people like to say, or a lot of questions that I get asked or or comments that I get from just being around or being or coaching like the youth is just like. I want to play basketball, but I'm too short. And it's not even like now, like it's 2020 now. It's not even about height, short, or anything. It's about heart. It's about determination. And it's really about uh, setting a goal for yourself and, and being able to achieve that goal. And if you do that, then you'll be able to excel in basketball or anything else you put your mind to. Well, I, I totally agree. That. Uh, my, my stepson, he's, he's 11 and he... He wants to play basketball at his high school and he's really short and he worries about that um, yeah. thing. I said, so just get on and play. I mean, look, a good example is look close to home. We've got, got Kalen at the, at the Scorchers, right. who's not the tallest at all, but look at his three-point shooting and stuff like that. It, it doesn't, I mean, if, you, if you've got the talent, I don't think height matters, really. Um, you've right. seen some great players over the years that, are, that aren't even six foot. I think Alan Everson's one of them. Yeah, but not, Ellen, yeah, yeah, not even Ellen Iverson. Sorry, that's my 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 uh, accent. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was even six foot. I think he was five ten or something like that. So you know, you can become a top player. So yeah, it's, it's great advice to to everyone out there. And I've only just picked up a basketball again um, after all these years. I stopped playing from from high school. I lost interest, and you know, I had a I had a trial with a, a, as a youth with what was the London Towers at the time, and. I didn't get in a team and that sort of like put me off and then you know I was going older and then going out with my friends and stuff like that and I just just wasn't really interested in basketball anymore and then over lockdown well not basketball was in playing basketball um and over lockdown um I, I took my stepson onto a court and we just started playing again and it's, it's just been great I mean I've, I've been a few times now that I've been practicing dunking on an eight foot on an eight foot rim I'm only, <laughs> I'm, only I'm six and three so I can't I can't dunk a ten foot rim yet but um, I've been yeah. practicing. I've been practicing my layups. I've been practicing my three-point shooting. It's just, well, it's just one of them sports where I can't get tired. I can shoot a ball all day and 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 not get bored. And I, I'd, I'd, still, I'd love to see more people get into the sport because I reckon that that they'd have that same enthusiasm for it. Also, um, Lavelle, 
I'm going to move on to the, the BBL in general. How far do you think the BBL can grow? I mean, there's no, at the moment, there's no TV deal in place. And it's, it's sort of, uh, sort of bugs fans quite a bit and um, bugs franchises quite a bit, to, to be honest. Um, but now, mm-hmm. now you've got the Lions that are competing in the competing in the Champions League, um, the European Champions League this season. How far do you think the BBL can grow as a brand? And and I think it needs to grow pretty pretty soon. Right. Um. I think. Uh. Yeah. Of course. Um. A TV deal would definitely be um. A, that next step into into that direction of just growing the sport in in the UK um and like like you said the lions playing in the champions league is is tremendously big for for the UK and the BBL um so uh i mean all best wishes to them on their journey in the champions league because ultimately that that represents us as a league so um yeah yeah definitely um and what I think, I think what the BBL needs to do as well is target the fans that are are, are staying up till, like I used to. I, I I hold my hands up watching the Lakers at two, three o'clock in the morning because it's Western mm-hmm. time, um, mm-hmm. and I talk to myself, why am I why am I doing this? There's there's, there's a British basketball league. There's this this you know yeah. you can still you can still enjoy the NBA. I'm not telling people they can't enjoy the NBA. It's it's the best league in the world, of course not. I mean, but you know I think the BBL need to target. The, the casual NBA fans and and feel like look you've got you've got a franchise here on your doorstep that right. you know and it's a good standard it's a it, you know even when I first started uh, watching the BBR surprised at the standard as well I thought this is good I, I I live in Edinburgh now I live in Scotland and I, I sometimes go along and watch the Edinburgh Kings in the Scottish Championship and I think mm-hmm. this is a, this is a good standard why you know why why is there only twenty other people sat here you know, so right. we're all watching the Celtics or the Lakers or, or the Knicks or whatever. On, on telly, I think you know. I think the BBL needs to do more um, in that sense to to grow the brand, so people can fill arenas more and can build bigger arenas and maybe more franchises as well from from other towns and stuff like that. So I don't know what your your thoughts are on that. Um, I mean, my thoughts are or. They do have uh the NBA London games, uh right? Yeah. Like, I, I remember, uh I want to say the Raptors or somebody came out a couple of years ago. Was it the Brooklyn um, Nets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and, and even those games are, are, are packed and filled. So, there's definitely people people around that, that enjoy the sport. They, I just think um it definitely needs more awareness. Uh The BBL is, is, is doing – a good job in that department, but um, it's definitely growing. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully, um, it'll be up to that same level. I mean, if you have people that that have come out to an NBA game, then you would for sure have people that have come out to a local uh, BBL team and support good basketball because it is good basketball. It definitely, it's definitely great basketball as well, and it's because it's not obviously the UK is nowhere near the size of the US as well. I mean, you can have a I mean, I'm also a football fan and I go to a lot of away games on supporters buses and, and trains and stuff like that. And, you know, the UK is small enough for people to, I know some teams do it, um, to all get together and go to away games and stuff like that because everywhere's accessible. I mean, a lot of the teams like Bristol, Surrey, London Lions is quite close. Um, so Plymouth Raiders as well, all down in the south. You know, mm-hmm. it's, people can travel to and from games. They don't have to just stick to their home arena and that's... I think that should be a big 
a big pool to people as well that they can not just to go to one place and they can they can, right. they, can go, they can go around the whole country and and, and watch their team and uh, be back at the, be back home the same day so right. i think <clears throat> sorry i think the i just think the bbl needs to do a little bit more just to try and grow the ground i know money's tight and i know uh, there's no tv deal but as you said before um, the o2 was packed for the nba london series and mm-hmm. there is the fans there uh, London City Royals folded uh, last season because they just wasn't getting enough crowds, and London's got 12 million people in it. So, you know, right. I think I think the team just needs to do a, a little bit more, so to speak. But Lavelle, I am thoroughly, thoroughly looking forward to what the season brings with with the Scorchers. Um, are there any teams that you guys are are worried about around you? I know I know London have signed very, very strong this year um so uh, are london are london the the big team in the division or do you you guys at surrey have the the self-belief that you can just go on the court and beat anybody um i would say um i don't think we would have any any worries about any teams i mean basketball is basketball we we're going to go out there and, and compete regardless but um yeah our, our main focus is just us right now um just getting better each day and every day, trying to build chemistry and um, be comfortable with each other. And I feel like if if we get that part, that's a job done and towards beating our opponents each night, no matter who it is, you know? Yeah, definitely. Once once a team gels, I mean, you can have this old cliche with a, a team full of individuals and uh, a team less skilled, so to speak. But as long as they're gelled better and they, 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 know, each other, they know each other better, They've they've got more of a chance of winning. So, yeah, definitely. Um, that's, that all sounds positive as well. Lavelle, I'm gonna I'm gonna say thank you um, for coming on tonight. I really really appreciate it. It's a it's a major coup for our podcast to get so, so many of yourself and your stature uh, from the BBL and the Scorchers to come in, especially me being a Scorchers fan as well. Um, for you to come on the show. So, uh, thank you very much and, and and good luck for the season. I really really mean that. Likewise, man. Thank you for having me, man. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely no problem at all. Guys, you can follow us on all the platforms. We are on Google Podcasts, Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Anchor. On social media, we're at Cathedral underscore Sport, Cathedral Sport on Facebook as well. Got some future guests coming on from the world of football. We've got future fan guests. We are interviewing the UK's most dedicated fan, Colin Pereira of Hemel Hempstead Town next week. We've also got Aaron Good, former QPR player, coming on very, very soon on our show. Remember, guys, we do a football show every week, or nearly every week, and a once-a-month F1 show as well, so please tune into those. We'd like to take this opportunity as well to thank Carl Cleghorn again for sponsoring our content, and all the help is good help because we do want to go visual in the future where we can interview people like Lavelle face-to-face on YouTube, and you can just sit back and watch it on your TV instead of having to listen to it over an app. Again, Lavelle, thank you very much for coming on. You have a, you have a great weekend. And uh, again, good luck, with ne- good luck with next season. Thanks, man. You too, my guy. Cheers, man. Thanks, guys.